0: And this is Pat May with the Legal Play. Good morning,
1: and I'm Chelsea Alazzi, and we are here again with Annalie May, our estate specialist. Good morning. Good morning, Annalie. Um, today's topic is a follow-up on an earlier podcast we did, which is fiduciary roles in estate and probate. And today's topic is focusing on the role of the executor. And Annalie knows a lot about that because she's been helping a lot of uh, executors you know, do do what they have to do uh,
2: in their roles. So Annalie, can you can you start us off basically what what is the role of an executor? Well, you might think that being the executor is this wonderful honor. Uh, and it is, but it also comes with a lot of responsibility, a lot more than you might imagine. First, as Chelsea mentioned, you are a fiduciary. so you're acting as if you are, the person who appointed you, and then the fun begins. First, you have a duty to collect all of the assets in the estate and put your hands on it. Then you need to open an account, an estate account, which requires you to get a tax ID number, which if you can imagine, then you have to um, maybe get an accountant to help you to file tax returns. So there's all sorts of things that go into it. It's not just delivering the assets and, and the, the jewelry and dividing those type of things. You have to do quite a bit more than that.
1: And I feel like the, the complexity of this depends on the the assets and property of the decedent. That if it's something real simple, if someone just had a house and a car, then, you know, being the executor wouldn't involve a, a lot. But if there's Bank accounts and and
0: you know what what what, well, what would complicate bank accounts. I mean, that could be lost. I mean, they may have 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 something but the executor an outstanding that has to sue somebody to cover. Absolutely. In some cases, that may be a relative. That may be the executor's brother mm-hmm. in the process.
2: And selling a house isn't quite as simple as it seems. You have to make sure that it's sold for the fair market value or more. There may be property in the house that has to be sold. So that would require not just getting, having a garage sale or having an estate sale. You have to make sure that the people that you choose or select to host the estate sale are reputable. And right. that maybe you get three different quotes. Um, so it's just, it's not quite as easy as it seems. And, and one thing I want to ask
1: is is there's what's called a dependent administration and an independent administration.
2: What are those? How are they different? Well, with an independent administration, you're free to do the things that we're talking about without getting approval
0: from the court.
1: And now that, that starts, I think, when someone names you as an executive. Yeah, and
0: we might want to start with how, how do you become an executive to start? With
2: okay. The process? Well, to become an executive. You are designated by someone in their will. That would be, a would that be dependent administration?
1: Dependent. Dependent.
0: For, for okay,
1: Correct. so if you're designated in someone's will as the as the executor and you are able to serve in that capacity, there's no objections to you serving in that capacity, you bring the will to the court, probate the will, say look, they've listed me as the executor and then the court is going to issue letters. Letters testamentary, giving you um, the approval to do that okay, this is independent executor they can they can go do what they need to do
2: correct in a dependent administration um there well there may be no work. and then you have to go to the court and ask for someone to be appointed and then you have a responsibility to go in front of the judge to ask for approval to do anything how do you get appointed
1: if, if if no one's in the will like how do they find these executors? How does the court find well, you have you have them? A,
0: dependent administrator.
1: a dependent administrator. Which they kind of have some similar roles. They're just different titles.
0: Well, no, it's it's more than a different title. A dependent administrator has to get get approved and everything. An independent an independent either minute independent administrator or independent executive Basically has free reigns to do things only governed by uh, a business judgment vector in, in the process they don't they don't uh, have to go to the court to justify they don't have to get it praised uh, they have to do a final accounting and that's about it
1: so when you're a dependent administrator um meaning like you weren't named in the will you had to be appointed through whatever process um everything everything you do has to have court for And for that, you have to have workers well, a lot of the time, right?
2: Every time. So, Natalie can speak to this. Well, let me go back real quick, because Hap was talking about the inventory of the accounting. Mm-hmm. You might think that that is very simple, and it can be. If there's a house, and there's a vehicle, and there are maybe two or three bank accounts, and household items that sometimes we group together as jewelry and clothing, um, household, you, t- you know, kitchen items, that kind of thing. But sometimes these inventories and accountings can get very complicated, so much so that you need to hire outside accountants to come in and help. So it can be a little bit, it just depending on the estate.
1: Yeah. And I know that we're handling a couple of very complicated um, dependent administrations right now where, you know, the I think an appraisal has been done on this condo and you know there's had to be court orders come through and, and we're stuck somehow just all we're doing is waiting for you know
0: the, uh, and the and sale
1: to happen. Another one that
0: kind of complicated uh, oil and gas Yeah. Uh that, that have to get reported and that's issues about uh, so
1: and have Ab, I like that you mentioned lawsuit because I know that we we had a client whose um you know wife was the executive of her mom's estate, I think up in Kansas or Kentucky or something. And then the wife died within a year. And so, you know, mom's estate hadn't been squared off. There was a lawsuit about, you know, trust interest there that he's, uh, our client's now trying to be uh, the administrator of his wife's estate, but then right. her mom's estate's wrapped up in that. And it just, it can become complicated. Yes, yes, it can. And that's, sure. you know, that's, that's what, what, Deal with a lot here. Um,
0: and that's the case when what happens to the executive, probably a different podcast. That, that creates its own issues. Yes. In process. Yeah. And a lot of times you get cases where, where the, the executor is also a beneficiary. Uh, and if the sole beneficiary, is not much content. If they're, if they're like, a, they're, they're one of three children, and you pick the big oldest child, the executor, uh, the other two children may have issues.
1: Yeah, and, and in an in independent executor situation where it's the person's been named in the will, like we were saying, they're free to to take whatever steps they know necessary um, without court approval, unless somebody steps in and is like, hold on, hold on. Right,
0: I, and, and I mean, the, 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 what would a good business decision people To come sell mom's house at a price and the terms and, 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 and the like. Oh, uh, you know, what what would a good business decision be and if what one of the other beneficiaries says that's not you're selling it too cheap. Or uh sometimes there's one child would get the house and have to buy the others out. And they can just face can create some real complications. Mm-hmm. And you need to be careful in this area because this this is the kind of situation that breaks a lot of families up.
2: It yeah. definitely can do that. It can pit brother and sister it it get, can get very ugly and you you really don't want that to happen so you do your best to uh, go buy the books and try and sell everything at a fair market value and and that type of thing
1: yeah and and annalee in in your experience of dealing with a lot of these dependent administrations what are some things that, come that you think would be good for our
2: our, our audience to kind of be aware of? For a dependent administration? Well, you know that you have to go to the judge for to get approval, anything. So you want to make sure when you go to the judge, you have everything in line. For example, when we went to wanted to sell a, a condo that you had mentioned earlier, we thought it was a fair market value. But the judge was not convinced, so we had to go back and get an appraisal um, by an independent person okay. to confirm that what we were doing
0: was. And that, that all took time, lucky that we kept our buyer. In other situations, yeah. somebody who's got you know their truck ready to move, get their, their furniture ready, condo, and you tell, whoa, the judge wants to, to go get an appraisal, that's going to take three weeks, and we got to have a hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can lose, you can it's it's, 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 it's tricky. right
1: is there something that you would say you've learned with uh you know that you can share with independent
2: executors well yes i think the most valuable lesson that i have learned along the way is that when you're appointed you need to think of everything in terms of the estate open an estate account get an ein number any Money that's floating around, get it into that account because you are going to be responsible for inventorying everything and showing the accounting. Any money that goes in, any money that goes out, you've got to keep good records. And I think um, early on, I didn't realize the importance of that record keeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's invaluable. You've yeah. got to do it.
1: And at what point would it be good to involve, you know, a firm? Uh, in order to assist with this kind of stuff. I know with dependent administration, there's it, it would be good just to have you know um a law firm helping you make sure that your your motions getting all the
2: orders squared away. But I mean, is it is it necessary Absolutely.
1: every single time it as an, as an executor?
2: No, it's not necessary every single time. but many times it is. And when there is a complicated accounting, it's best to get a firm involved to help uh, with that. Yeah, and I will say some of some of the clients
1: that we've brought in recently have been very cognizant of just cost. And if you feel very confident in your abilities, you know, you've got the time and you've got the means um, to do a lot of the work yourself. Um, I've I've said okay, just call us, involve us when you kind of hit a hit a roadblock, and we'll walk you through it. Otherwise, we'll kind of give you the steps that you you know need to go forward. Um, you know, just to kind of to to manage your
0: and that depends time available on the sophistication of the uh, the client correct the administrator the Correct.
1: Correct. I feel like a lot of the cases we have come in, it's very overwhelming because there's just there's a lot of property and a lot of different things that have to happen. And maybe um the who gets named as an executor is like a second cousin first removed that didn't actually, you know, and you've uh, got a there's airship issues involved.
0: An airship issues, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, if, if you know it's a shot, if it's a bit, particularly, you see these cases where people don't have children and their their parents are deceased, and then they have, have to go back up and find cousins, and so there's a statutory framework for which to do that. Yeah, but um, and it's not
1: like the the you know independent administrator to say, well, I, you know, I, I knew the guy well, I was, so right, so, <laughs> right. There's,
0: there's a process, Then an has got to be involved. I mean, the court gets involved with that, tells them who the heirs are, tells them what fraction each heir is. Uh, and uh, then we get comes out and make disbursements. You uh, have to basically follow the percentages. Of the
2: and even when you have an independent administration, where you're trying to get an independent administration, the judge will come in and appoint a, an attorney ad litem to represent the unknown heirs. And then you're the person who wants to be the administrator has a duty to give that person all of the names of relatives, anyone they can think of, phone numbers that that litem can then go confirm who the heirs are.
0: In a lot of cases, that's easy because everybody knows who these children are children identifiable. I had one case where there was somebody that knew he had a child, but with a woman that he knew he would be in war. Company, but had not had any contact with that daughter for 40 years, uh, and and died in a way that that that, that there was uh, that that daughter would be entitled to something.
2: Wow,
1: okay. yeah, and you got to make sure all the loose ends are wrapped up because because Texas right. is yeah. going to make sure every you know everyone's accounted for. And if
0: you know who the heirs are, you know exactly who know who the heirs other- are and there's some rough edges as far as that you I mean we can get into these family settlement
1: agreements yeah
0: and it could be that says this that, okay one person wants the house the other person wants the maybe they are a stock portfolio or something like that i'm going gonna-
1: mean, to
0: get me to the maybe with the help mediation the family settlement agreement allows you to state the final the very settled
1: We've done a few of those and maybe I'll put a pin in that for, for a podcast. We can right. elaborate on that a little bit. I do want to circle back around to the accounting part because I feel like we do um, specialize in this because tap is a
0: CPA, is a CPA, CPA a lawyer
1: and, and has his own um, network and resources of accountants that, that we can do all of it here, here. Um, the accounting and, and you know, yes. legal filings and everything. So if you're dealing with a particularly complicated um, estate administration, um, or you know that you've got one coming up, let us know. Give us a call, oh, definitely. All right. We can help you.
0: All right. tap bay with legal play.
1: Thank you, Annalie, for being here. Thanks Thank again. you. All right. Thanks, Hal.